0: you're listening to the hey legal podcast cpd when you want where you want cpd for modern lawyers this free hey legal podcast is brought to
1: you with the support of caseload from de novo business intelligence
0: Coming up in this week's episode of the Hay Legal podcast, Mary Ross, a consultant clinical psychologist, is in conversation with Edith Forrest, advocate of Hay Legal. Mary chats about how she became a clinical psychologist and her current work, including being an expert witness for legal matters.
2: So, my advisor of studies said, I want to be a clinical psychologist, and he couldn't stop laughing. He said, You're not <laughs> even a psychologist, how would you even know?
0: Mary also chats about why lawyers stressed the deadlines, billing, running a business, and the legal mind involved in critical. Thinking.
2: People who go into the legal profession are more likely to have a very critical type of thinking that you require. But the problem is if you apply that to yourself, you can become very critical of yourself and very critical of others.
0: Mary then goes on to discuss how lawyers can train their mind to think in a different way.
2: Train your mind to think of alternative ways of looking at yourself mm-hmm. and at looking at the stressors that are in your life. Mm-hmm.
0: We then touch upon competitiveness and its impact upon well-being.
2: Where it becomes clinical. It becomes stress that works against us is when the volume button gets stuck at too high
0: And finally, how asking for feedback can help as lawyers often see this as a sign of weakness and they shouldn't
2: Coming together with our colleagues and supporting each other And just being open and not pretending that everything's
1: fine all the time or that we're coping with everything or that we understand everything Precisely, Mm -hmm. yes
0: A jam-packed podcast, so let's begin
1: So we're here with Mary Ross, consultant, clinical psychologist, um, just to hear a bit about stresses and how they can affect lawyers uh, in everyday work. So, Mary, can you tell us a bit about how you first uh, decided to become a psychologist? How did that come about?
2: Um, It came about when I was at school and went on the open day to Glasgow University. And I had never i'd thought of medicine. I knew I wanted to work with people I wanted to work in a caring role, and we were shown around the psychology department and shown experiments and psychologists spoke to us and immediately, I could just feel my heart racing. I knew mm-hmm. this excites me this is it set my heart on fire mm-hmm. and From that moment, I knew I wanted to do psychology, but Holman read up about it, and I think literally the first week so my advisor of studies said. I want to be a clinical psychologist, and he couldn't stop laughing. He said, you're not even a psychologist, how would you even know? And I was able to explain to him that I I loved working with people. I particularly wanted to be part of a journey Mm -hmm. where people were maybe struggling with difficulties of anxiety and depression. And that's how the journey began. Wow.
1: And then you or I know you through um, instructing you in the criminal court. So how That's did you right. then move into to dealing with cases in the criminal um, court?
2: Do you know, it was not something I ever pursued. I had never considered the idea of working in that capacity. But you're out there, you're doing work, a lawyer would approach and ask, could they instruct? First view is I don't know how to do this second mm-hmm. view is it's a challenge you can learn mm-hmm. ask for feedback if it's not any good you can work on it and again it was a, a new aspect of my work and I realised all you're doing is just doing your clinical work and answering the questions that you're asked and I started to enjoy that kind of work and I've come into all the doing you know criminal work a personal injury looking at immigration and loving that aspect of my work too
1: wow Still clinical based though, Very still- much clinical
2: based. Half my time is spent in clinics mm-hmm. at the coalface, uh, working with people who have got uh, genuine problems of anxiety, depression, bereavement, PTSD, um, which are very, very interesting and privileged work. And then the other half is about um, working with lawyers from various backgrounds.
1: Right. And um, you'll know, but um, recent studies show that around 63% of lawyers feel stress on a daily basis? And I imagine that's something you're seeing in your clinical practice.
2: Well, I mean, I mean, I don't see a lot. I do see people from the legal profession, but I've actually had never stopped to consider are they overrepresented in mm. terms of levels of stress, anxiety or depression, until you had said that to me and went and looked at the research and you're absolutely right, mm. that um, the legal profession appeared to consistently appear very high up when it looks at psychological studies of stress in relation to professions.
1: Why why, why might that be? Why
2: would I think, first of all, it is in many aspects of the legal profession that there are stresses associated with the type of work. There seem to be um, deadlines. Uh, People seem to have to account for every hour they're spending. Uh, There may be financial concerns that you don't have if you're working in the NHS or other organised companies. Um, Also, a lot of the research is saying that um, the the legal mind has something to contribute to the experience of stress. They're saying that uh, people who go into the legal profession are more likely to have a very critical type of thinking that you require for the legal profession. But the problem is, if you apply that to yourself, Mm -hmm. you can become very critical mm. of yourself and very critical of others. Mm-hmm. Um, you may have, there seems to be an awful lot of perfectionism associated mm-hmm. with the legal profession. So again, it comes about uh, if you've got very high standards of yourself or unrealistic expectations mm-hmm. of others, that that can contribute. So that there is a kind of um, emerging research which is saying the problem often comes just as much from within as it does from outwith in terms of the type of job.
1: Well, wow. well, that makes a lot of sense. And I suppose yeah. you're right when you know, thinking as a lawyer, you are looking to find uh, an alternative or a different way to look at something. And it can be quite highly critical when you're trying yes. to maybe, particularly for court lawyers, undermine a witness. Then you're looking at it from a different view Indeed. and perhaps... Looking at it unrealistically high because you want to undermine someone that yes. may otherwise appear credible, reliable. So, so it's
2: kind of like you develop a root all the time for this critical bit, which is very, very mm. important. But also what we would say as psychologists that you are best placed of all the professions when it comes to challenging any critical thoughts or negative thoughts you have about yourself because you are very used to doing that critical thinking to asking what we would call Socratic type questions mm-hmm. to get you to train your mind to think of alternative ways of looking at yourself mm-hmm. and at looking at the stressors that are in your life. Mm-hmm. So it's g- good in the sense that you do have those skills to change it, but not so good that you almost have a predisposition to the, to the onset of mm-hmm. stress.
1: Absolutely.
0: Keep the conversation going by following our guest on Twitter or by connecting on LinkedIn.
1: This free Hey Legal podcast is brought to you with the support of Caseload from De novo Business Intelligence. DeNovo have successfully provided hundreds of law firms with smart business software solutions. You can find and connect with the DeNovo team on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. You're listening to the Hey Legal
2: podcast, CPD for modern lawyers.
1: Another thing I suppose um, I think you touched on was just the competitiveness amongst lawyers as well. Yes. And, and it usually... No, no matter what area of law you're in, whether it be litigation or even um, representing someone where you're having to um, correspond by by email, letter yes. with another solicitor, it's, it's in a way it's always a battle, isn't it?
2: Yes. And I think, again, you know, how real is that battle? I, you would be best placed to answer that more than I am. But every one of us, and I think more and more we're talking about this now, you, you know, the Members of the Royal Family, Kate Wills, are now saying we need to talk about our mental well-being. Mm-hmm. We need to all admit that there are days when we wonder about ourselves and our capacities. Mm-hmm. We wonder whether other people are judging us. Yeah. And that's actually normal. Mm-hmm. We all worry about those things. Where it becomes clinical, and becomes stress that works against us is when the volume button gets stuck at too high. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, when we find ourselves in a situation, we're sending emails and we're wondering, how is this being perceived? How am I being perceived? We have to work out, is that in my head? Mm -hmm. Is that my self-critical self? Is that my being over-perfectionistic? And are we buying into something that no one wants to buy into anymore? Can we just all admit I'm a bit intimidated by you. Am I doing a good enough job? Mm. Sometimes I get that when I work um, with lawyers, you know, you may be involved in several cases and uh, particularly recently I was involved in a case that was an immigration a first tier tribunal you know, to go and I came out thinking did I do well? I don't know if I did do well. No one said anything to yeah. the end and we'd all left together and mm. I thought I could go to my own self-critical yep. things, but I think what I'll do here is I'll challenge it. <laughs> I think I might know after 38 years if I was doing something terribly wrong. That wasn't working. I thought, I have to email the lawyer. Right. And I emailed and said, like, I always want feedback. Never be afraid mm-hmm. to give me critical feedback yeah. that I can learn from. But I need to know. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about. The reason I instruct you is 100% success. With wow. the case is you've never told me that wow. so i think one of the things you have, we have to learn to do is to be honest enough mm-hmm. and humble enough to say i'm a bit worried here mm-hmm. i'm not feeling good about me and even if that means we open ourselves up to critical feedback it won't be given mm-hmm. in a negative manner mm-hmm. but we need to ask people how are we doing yeah we sometimes need to see people do you think i'm doing all right do you think i'm off beam could i do better and we don't do that mm-hmm. as a society. Mm-hmm. We think that that's a sign of weakness. And that was the other thing that comes out in the research with the legal profession is they see it as it's too touchy-feely. It's a sign of weakness, whereas I suppose from my background, we're from the profession that says we should be doing this mm-hmm. a lot with each other and we should certainly be doing it in society. Yeah. So it's it's
1: really, and I can see that there, there are, um, not that it's... Um, combat in courts or even in, in lawyers offices but there certainly is what people or what lawyers might describe as professionalism but that's yeah. perhaps the thing that's affecting us and where we can't say look i'm actually feeling quite nervous here or i'm unsure of myself to to, to say that some lawyers might think they mm. are undermining themselves or showing themselves not to be competent or professional but that, sure. you're saying is the the thing that can be damaging us long term?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think every, I mean, there, there is a kind of balance, isn't there? I mean, we don't want to go around saying, <laughs> I'm too terrified to go in there, even if we feel it. That's yeah. not going to help us. It's no. not going to help those instructors <laughs> or who we're working with. But it is about, I think there are people we can confide in. It may not be with other, another professional, there may be friends, mm-hmm. people we're close to that we can actually say, Do you ever get nervous when you're doing, yeah. I mean, I work in a GP practice. I'm always in early. There's always a knock on the door, a GP saying, do you think it's normal to get anxious about X, Y or Z? I think that's healthy. I don't think any less of the GP for coming in and asking Mm -hmm. that. In fact, I think it's a good thing. They're more likely to be much more helpful with their patients. But it is about being realistic Mm -hmm. and about having the communication skills that say... Um, this is an excessive demand or this particular job I'm being asked to do is more stressful than another job Mm -hmm. it's about naming it with people we can trust absolutely
1: it's quite interesting we had at faculty we had training sessions which involved uh, us as individual advocates um cross-examining and doing part of a jury speech in front of our peers which is not oh. unless you're in a case with um you know co-accused yes, then it's something yes. that you rarely do sure. and you rarely get to see your your peers it's usually uh the prosecutor or, or yes. if you're on the other side of the table um but that was really interesting i think there's probably quite a lot of comfort to be had from seeing other people because you do get inflate over inflated ideas that oh so and so is doing
2: great they're not
1: phased by anything but actually when you see when you scratch the surface a little we're all very much the same aren't we
2: yeah I mean as a psychologist one of the reasons why we have to go to conferences for our CPD Mm. but one of the lovely things about going to a conference is when you hear you know that maybe there's a presentation on new ways of treating anxiety and I always come away thinking oh my god thank god I'm not a fraud I'm doing a good job it's not so far removed from what we're being Mm. taught and you then The collegiality of meeting with other psychologists saying we're all doing an okay Mm -hmm. job. But how often do we stop to say that with Mm -hmm. our colleagues? So you're right. One of the things that can help is a de-stressor is coming together with our colleagues and supporting each other. Mm
1: -hmm. And just being open and not pretending that everything's fine all the time or that we're coping with everything or that we understand everything.
2: Precisely, Mm -hmm. Yes
1: um well that that is um really interesting to to hear and i suppose it's just in a way stating the obvious that we should just be open Do you know people other.
2: always accuse psychologists of stating <laughs> obvious, I'm, i would not defend that i think yeah. that's absolutely right it's got to be backed up with technique yeah. and i think for all of us myself included i mean when you look at lawyers and what they say can be stressful too many demands mm-hmm. not enough time uh people placing unrealistic demands so the way we all describe stress in our lives is very often outside. And it shows you that I don't have enough time. I need to stay up all night or I'll need to stay in all weekend. Um, there is a flaw in that, in not looking within, because any, even if stress is outside, sometimes there's very little we can do to change those demands. Certainly, if you're in a job where some, a boss, a manager, is being unrealistic and you know, not being helpful, not being supportive... You may need to look, Danny, to change this? Mm. And maybe sometimes we can't change personalities. Do I need to move somewhere else? But other than that, we need to learn to look within because very often we bring to that experience of stress our own difficulties. Mm. Like I said a minute ago about the, the critical type of thinking, the negative thinking we have about ourselves. So we need to develop healthy habits that maintain uh, good mental health, mm-hmm. good psychological functioning.
1: Mary, thank you so much. You're That's very welcome. absolutely wonderful. Thank you. It's been you. a pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to this Hay Legal podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To hear the full CPD qualifying content, please visit heylegal.co.uk to subscribe and join our community. Or you could ask your law firm to contact us for a firm-wide subscription.
0: Learn more, be more with Hey Legal.